0: warrior chief and indian maid. you put us on a screen that way paints and wigs and olden days everything but
1: To the red gaze the program where we critique native themed films based on our perspective as a native audience program where we discuss what films get right what they get wrong and how we apply the red gaze to what could have been hello hello my res dogs today we are taking on episode seven in our continued recap of season one of reservation dogs california dreaming the getaway episode. So yeah. <laughs> I am here with my fellow movie critics extraordinaire <laughs> eh, Marley Finley. Hello. Ben Nils Landon. Hey, what's up? And Mariah Croego. Hello,
2: hello.
1: <laughs>
2: She's back.
1: She's back. <laughs> <laughs> this time. <Yeah. laughs> so, what do we know about Reservation Dogs episode seven? Like the
2: little recap. Elora, Daniel, Bear, Willy, Jack, and Cheese all hang out. Elora takes her driver's test for the fourth time. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's it. <laughs> not that many Four times, times <laughs> Hey, 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 now. Let's not, <laughs> okay. let's not driving test shame people here. Cause <laughs>
3: <laughs> so I got an 8.6 on IMDb.
1: Yeah, one of the higher rated mm-hmm. episodes. Mm-hmm. Even though I don't know, it seems to me it didn't much happen. I don't it, think but, anything really happened either. Yeah. yeah, but I wonder if it's a high rating because we finally found out for sure what happens to Daniel.
0: Yeah, maybe. Right. But, <clears throat> I mean, I kind of like disagree. I mean, I think a lot, a lot happened in that episode. You think I mean, so? Yeah. I, I mean, there was like a, there was like a lot of craziness going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean,
2: like other craziness yeah. for other characters, I guess, uh, for the the teacher yeah. or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I felt like it was his episode.
0: <laughs> right and we yeah ki- we kind of get a backstory on daniel mm-hmm. you know so i mean like there was like
2: and a little bit on Alora to her mom thing yeah
3: well maybe it did score high because of the guest star too as well oh, so oh yeah sort
2: of like a he's a com-
1: comedian oh right bill burr is a yeah, yeah pretty pretty well-known stand-up comedian who played coach bobson in this episode
0: yeah and we have uh Devery jacobs as allure allure uh I can't can always, always picture her, her name and Alora. I. Laura Defora Munite. Lane Factor as Cheese and Paulina Alexis as Willie Jack, and then we have Bill Burr.
1: The director for this episode was Tazba Chavez, who was also a writer along with Sterling Harjo and Taika Waititi. So, some crazy minds going into this. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was gonna say, I just went to that Thor movie Taika
1: directed that was a really good movie and you just saw his humor yeah you could see his Mm -hmm. humor throughout the whole thing and i and i think this too reservation dogs really is heavy on comedians because it uses the 1491s Mm -hmm. you know bill burr i guess uh the guy the guy that plays um kenny boy kirk fox is also a stand-up comedian yeah i didn't know that i
2: was reading so they like interviewed bill burr um you know, they're like, so how did you get on Reservation Dogs? And he's just talking about like how, and he says, I always just have to play the same guy, just, uh, you know, <laughs> Irish, you know, yeah. like a comedian, kind of a-hole, whatever, you know. But he talked about how he tried, uh, he couldn't remember the name, he called it a cuisine. He's like, I tried some of their cuisine, but he said, I can't remember what it was called. And I'm like, oh, is it an Indian taco? And he's like, yeah. He's like, he said, it was so good, but I ate it. And then I felt full for like the next three days or something. <laughs> <laughs> So that's some really heavy fragrance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so he he enjoyed the Indian taco. The cuisine? Uh, yeah, <laughs> the cuisine. <laughs> it made it sound all fancy. <laughs> I wonder where he got it from or like who, I know. Who cooked it for him.
3: It's interesting that he had the opportunity.
2: I think it was just like after they were done shooting or something because oh, yeah
1: because reservation dogs like they make a point of hiring native caterers and native support you know all the like different i don't know who are all the what were we saying the best boy and the gaffer and the grip <laughs> 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 all those people they, they were like trying to hire natives for that so maybe he got it from the the catering whoever did the catering yeah, the
3: set caterers,
0: which is it's also it's like really cool to see. Like you, you go back and you read like all these like different facts and all this on this season alone, that there is so many um, native input on yeah. this show to where we wish that we've seen like um, Dance Me Outside or that um, Edge of America, where there are so many storylines that this is what we were waiting for. You know what? A, a mm-hmm. show
1: that can. Take its time Take telling one story and not have to tell 20 different stories. I think that's just so neat. So the theme of this is like the how and the why of Elora. How she gets away from the reservation by getting her driver's license finally. Um, But then also the why. Because this is the one where, sorry guys, we're going to go into the valley. (laughs) But shows that Elora is the one that found Daniel when he committed suicide. So... I like this episode because it it does answer those two key questions. Thinking back about when when you first watch these episodes, you're kind of always wondering in the back of your mind, like, why is she like so fixated about leaving? And then you find out in this episode. So I think that's um, a good revelation of this episode,
0: right? Or like, where, where's Daniel? Or who's Daniel? You know, like you
2: know, we finally get to see them hanging out together in this episode. I guess, too, you see, like, the last night that she hung out with him, he said that, would you go to California with me? You know, so that kind of put that in her head, like, I need to... It was one of the last yeah, things that yeah. he wanted that he asked for. You know, so she feels like... Maybe she feels like she has an obligation or something. Yeah, you know, to that's Carry what, that out. Yep, <clears throat>
1: that's what I was thinking, too. Like, she feels like that's where she's got to go to right. honor him. And then, of course, like, being in the place where he pasts And I always find it
0: weird like I don't know like maybe it's just with like I feel like natives they they always want to honor that last wish. You know and I was like um maybe something like they why it got such a big rating because everybody the natives especially understood that, you know, you have a relative that passed away and the last thing they say to you or what you guys were planning or doing, you want to honor that. Thought that was kind of a Oh, that's why
3: she's going to California. Well, I guess one thing too in it came to the issue with Daniel, or the experiences he was going through, it kind of hinted around that there might have been drugs or something, but I could never tell because he was acting like erratic when they were hunting with that Willie Jack scene. And then when they were in the, 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 bar the bar, and he was acting up <coughs> in front of that, oh, he bumped Stage. into that cowboy guy mm-hmm. and he started getting into it. So it never really said if it was drugs or anything, but I wonder if that played a factor. And I know he had, like, a rocky home environment because they showed his parents, or you could hear his parents arguing in one Mm -hmm. of the scenes, but never really said what his major issue is that he was dealing with. Mm -hmm. It just, he just resorted to suicide, to escape whatever, whatever he was dealing with.
1: And maybe that was the point of it, because I, because I thought about that, too, and I, I remember watching the episodes and going, what is this, is this guy, like, Does he have mental health issues? You know, because he was like getting lost in the music and dance, really, really wanting to dance. And then that quick he changed into like angry, angry, you know, but then that's also trauma. So maybe the point of the episode, because I was thinking of this right away, we always want to diagnose someone, you know, like, Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, what was the what was the root cause here? And what and instead of focusing on like other things about this life. And so I thought, well, maybe that's something that they did deliberately just kind of left it. Vague because it really could have been anything. There's so many things that lead to suicide, no, and we just it's such a mystery. There's just a lot of speculation, which is, I guess, also what comes from suicide. Yeah, so here on the Red Gaze, we give our feathers. Uh, called Little Feathers in honor of Little Feather, who protested the portrayal of Native people along with Marlon Brando back in the 70s. So our very first feather we're going to give, as always, is our fancy dancer feather. I think one of my
3: favorite scenes was where it's a little bit further after she like registers to take her driver's test, and her and the coach go and get into her car. And when they're getting into her car, he, like, shuffles all this garbage around by his feet. Like, there's the like, Sonic cups, and he has to put the windshield wipers on, and they're, like, scraping. And there's no power. <laughs> no. there. And then there's no rear view mirror. So, just, like, gives you, like, a good portrayal of,
1: like, a res car. Really? or pony.
0: No, but there was a rear view mirror. She just had to add. She just had to tape it.
1: Doesn't he say, when he walks up, too, he's like, were you in a shootout? Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> your car's all banged up. We all know cars that were like that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I had a car
2: like that. my a cougar from back in the day. uh, I feel like everybody
3: had experience with their res car. Like, I know my mom's at one point, too. My sister got into an accident when we were growing up. And so the driver's side didn't open. So we had to jump in through the passenger side for
2: a (laughs) while. Mine was because it was one of those old cars where the... um, the seatbelt thing moved on the side when the door, but it was always buzzing. Like, it just wouldn't, like, it was jammed or something, so you turn the car on, and it would, the ding, ding, that wouldn't stop, and then that, that seatbelt would be going, like, So you just, <laughs> my friends would be like, how can you stand it? They used to when I had to pick them up in my cougar, but... My uncle Benny over here wrecked my car, so, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> so I got stuck with a res bomb. After
0: <laughs> I I like that scene because it it made me like like the whole driving test scene with just made me laugh because um you ever like just meet a a res girl and there's like no shame like absolutely <laughs> yeah. no shame to her she just. Goes with the flow. Well, if it's there, it's there. You know, don't worry about it. <laughs> and I feel like you know, she kind of like um, brought that out. Her car was messy. Yeah. Like, oh, I got a you know rearview mirror. It's in here. And she pulls out. Just move, the, <laughs> or just move the garbage out of the yeah. way. Sit <laughs> down. You know. So I was like, oh my god. Like it made me laugh to think. Oh, that's my cousin. Has no shame. And it's like.
1: Well, this is it, you know. (laughs) And when they and be right before she took her test too, that lady at the like the receptionist or whatever, she's like, "Oh, I see you failed three times and got a ticket for driving without a license." (laughs) (laughs) I feel like there's so many people like that have been probably been driving since they were like 12. (laughs) They just, oh, you need a license? (laughs) Yeah. They finally like, oh yeah, I guess you need a license to drive. But they've been driving for so many years (laughs) already. I'm not going to say how many times I failed my driving test, but I'll just say it was more than Alora Dannon, so.
2: Where did you oh, take okay. your driver's test at?
1: Here in Bismarck?
2: In I think that would yeah. be hard. I took mine in Devil's Lake, which is like a little small way town. easy, yeah. I know,
1: people kept saying that to me. Go out to the res and take it there. Yeah, it didn't you, Benny? Well, yeah, I failed mine here the
3: first time. And I didn't even get to the point of parallel parking, so I was like, I failed right away. She's like, you missed the stop sign. I was like, Why well,
1: didn't see no
3: stop sign <laughs> To her, but didn't i know. did that
1: too i didn't even leave the capitol grounds just yeah, made Jova a big a stop sign right by the Capitol. and there's she a big tree in front, of it. front yeah. of it that's what happened to me and then he's so, so i think like i was tricked <laughs> i felt like i that did that too yes was <laughs> tricked <laughs> 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 guys hard right off
2: the bat. See <laughs> oh, yeah, you guys we, drive off <laughs> if, we had, if we had no rearview mirror they wouldn't even
3: let us test nope here. nope no Aww. they wouldn't so after i failed that first time though i scheduled that a town called Carson. <laughs> it's small, small, small. There's town. no street lights. There's like one <laughs> four-way stop. Then he had me parallel park, and there was like just one car, and no car behind it. So I was like, just pull up next to it and then backed in behind it. Uh-huh. Whereas this guy had her parallel parking in the narrowest.
1: Oh, like I know. I was <laughs> just oh laughing. God. Not that small of a spot, he you're trying to squeeze it. He couldn't even do
0: it. <laughs> made me laugh because how she parallel parks, she hits the back car. And it was funny because there was a time where I was driving my grandpa. Well, I thought, okay, I'm going to show him this neat trick, you know? And so I parallel, try to parallel park. I hit the car behind me and I go, oh, and then I drive. Oh and he's just sitting there. this like his face was all stoic and he's like, no words. And I was like, oh
2: God, I don't know what to say. I was laughing too when she hit the car behind her when she was parking, and then she really acts like she's crying. Oh, oh And yeah. then the, the teacher's like, oh, it's okay, calm down. And then he's like, here, I'll show you, I'll teach you, whatever. She's like, I had no one to teach me, and she's crying. <laughs> and he's like, gets out, and then she really sticks her tongue out, and she's like, It's like, But she passed. Any other best scenes? I was, I was kind of laughing at the uh, meth head. Uh, Scrapyard guys, too. <laughs> when he kind of sees them, he really greets them Yafte. Yeah. <laughs> made me think of Mariah. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, that means hello and Dene.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he was cracking me up. I know he's just got a mishmash of <laughs> all, <laughs> all of different stuff. tribes <laughs> yeah. and he was he's just tri- Yeah, he's yeah. got all joke. this indigenous knowledge in himself. It's funny.
0: He's like, oh, I'll take 20 bucks. After he
2: was bringing up, like, Red Cloud.
0: (laughs) It was so funny when, uh, you know, they're talking about her basketball story. And she goes, oh, you're one of the, you know, good basketball players. And then you told that girl, you know, F off or whatever. Where did you go after that? And she's like, I went to work at the casino. Oh,
3: yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Then they had those quick clips of her really working at the casino. Yeah.
2: Taking cigarettes. Taking cigarettes. Selling them outside. (laughs) I was gonna say that's my on the res, on my res scene right there. Let's move to the on my res feather. What's what's your feather? When you go to the casino and buy cigarettes off of somebody for a dollar. <laughs> oh, that's crazy too, cause that happened to me just the
3: other day. I was getting into my car and this guy across the street, he's like a, probably about a 19 year old. He's like, hey bro, can you give me a ride down the block? And I was like, sure. What you got to do? And he's like, "I'm gonna go buy some cigarettes." And he sure gave me fifty cents and had me honk the horn for them. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and the the lady's like, popped out and sent her kid out with two cigarettes.
1: Jeez. <laughs> Slanging cigarettes, yeah. those cigarettes. Smart. Huh? Smart. Damn. <laughs>
0: Mine had to be when Daniel and Alora were, um, in, they were in that parking lot, and they're looking at those cars, or I don't know what they're doing. They like, Trying
1: to get into yeah. cars, yeah.
0: And she goes, "Oh, look." It's this bar here. They don't card. You know, <laughs> you know there's yeah, no bar,
1: in, but mm-hmm. on my
3: where you just go in. <laughs> yeah, mine was the actual digging around in cars because I've had friends growing up that always did that, and it still happens too. It'll be like whether it's my mom's car or somebody else's car is always getting Duggy dug around. around in if you don't lock your doors. <laughs> That's how, just how it is.
1: Mine has to go to the scenes at the end where she tells the coach he tells her earlier yeah your mom i was good friends with your mom she used to call me Cho- choke oh, yeah he's all she proud gave, she is. He's all proud she she gave him this indian name and then at the end Laura tells him that it actually means toilet <laughs> <laughs> i don't know how many times i've seen that where someone's like the white guy that's good buddies with the Indian, and then they get this Indian name. It means warrior, or it means strong guy, or strong <laughs> yeah, warrior, or something. It. <laughs> but it's all, but it never does.
0: Yeah. A <laughs> but, totally different meaning. It's,
1: <laughs> it's <laughs>
0: t-
3: Give him some like funny animal and say it means warrior. Yeah, like, yeah. Like- yeah.
1: That's almost like the most classic Native joke in history. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> probably yeah. Sitting Bull probably did it to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Also, I don't know, I think, like, this story was a little bit about the relationship with non-native characters. Because this is really the first episode where we actually see more, like, non-native characters than native characters. Mm -hmm. I thought,
2: you know, it showed, like, how there are, like, white teachers and coaches on the res. And you can develop, like, good relationships with them. You know, like how Allura, seemed like Allura and her coach... They were kind of close there, you know what I mean? Like he had a lot of high hopes mm-hmm. for her and stuff, you know. Like maybe he kind of sees he had a daughter too, where he was struggling right. with her too because she was going through addiction. Like I don't know, maybe there's like a parallel there, you know what I mean? Like yeah. he wanted, he wishes he could help Alora. He kind of does help Alora then. He pa- helps her pass that test, you know. But you know, he just wants to be like a good dad. He's some, you know what I mean? Like he's he did help Alora and. I think I said there's good people like that, you know, or the right. guys even yeah. help them for only like twenty bucks, you know, fix right. the tail, yeah. you know. Yep, yep. And they're always kind of helping out Alora and the little gang too, you know, kind of in cahoots a little bit together too. <laughs> to, <Yep>. you know? <laughs> so you always kind of have those white people that are like on the res or like near the res that you kind of they kind of they're from the the res res. yeah they basically become (laughs) from the res you know like become part of the fam you know They become resers yeah (laughs) they never leave (laughs) (laughs) lifelong resers yeah
0: well not only that because um he he was he was talking about how him and her mom were friends Mm -hmm. and like um i don't know about you guys but you know there was always that one white kid (laughs) yeah you know like always just chilling there you know and he was either, like, the calm, cool, collected guy and we're just, like, oh wild, crazy Indians. But, like, <laughs> you know, that's how, it, I, that's how I saw it. Like, And it was kind of crazy how they brought that out where, you know, there was always that one white kid. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's always... I'm sure there's a story with so many other natives where, oh, yeah, that was that one white kid that used to hang out with
2: us all. <laughs> Yeah, you know? yeah.
1: Well, I thought it was, like... Kind of a commentary on the relationship between whites and natives too, because mm-hmm. it's like there's been white people too mm-hmm. in the hunting episode, the rich white guys that are walking along and they're complaining about the things they don't like. Yeah, and they're, they're not a part of the community, but this is kind of like they're part of the community because like this coach is dealing with the addiction of his daughter too, and and he understands the people because he's in the same situation you know and he's not as judgmental which is i think the main key uh the non-native people that are like invited into our communities and Mm -hmm. sort of be honorary natives is the ones who aren't judgmental
2: yeah and
1: there's a lot
0: out there like you know I mean, even like we go on and we there's this battle of race all the time Mm -hmm. sometimes i feel like um Uh, Natives or minorities don't really Focus too much on those whites That are like so um, With us instead of against us So I think that this part of the Like bringing that forward too I thought that was kind of cool like, Okay yeah there is white people that are cool You know they're they're not all evil and
1: Corrupt and mean you know (laughs) (laughs) The allies Mm -hmm. Got the new catchphrase The allies
3: (laughs) And I feel like it's always There has to be like a balance too Where they're they're not trying too hard to be accepted. Sometimes right. you can encounter yeah. a, a non-native that's just going overboard, talking about their spirit animals. Yeah, or <laughs> really kind of trying
2: stuff. to fit in. <laughs> yeah,
3: then there's just those balance of these type of individuals, like the coach, where he's helping the students, he's there, but he's not overstepping his bounds
2: I and mean, mm-hmm.
1: right. making
3: himself look like a fool of yeah. trying to be native when he's not.
2: <laughs> or trying to be like a savior.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, like, yep. Mm-hmm. Saviors can take the door out to the list. <laughs> <laughs> Because he did not Indian the Indian, I don't think. Either. Yep. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. He he was kind of a core character, but he did not Indian the Indian. And then I was going to talk a little bit about too, like the the there's something about a relationship with a coach. So he could have been just like a teacher or somebody else in the community who happened to be the driver, but because it was a coach, there's like that whole thing about um, the coaching relationship that seems to be more. I don't know, accepted or stronger, maybe. Like, kids gravitate towards coaches rather than, like, teachers or mm-hmm. other adults for some reason. I Depends think... on the coach, too, though, I yeah. think.
2: Right, right yeah. too. you probably have yeah. some <laughs> not so great.
1: I think it's
0: just because they get more of a one-on-one and not like a teacher where a teacher, like, is talking to all of them. I think with a coach, you know, it's just like a small group to where it's just like a one-on-one basis each time that, you know, he interacts or she interacts with. So mm-hmm. I think that's just why kids more, you know, gravitate to that more because it's like, it's like um, they're talking to them more or they pay attention more. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how I feel anyway.
2: I thought, you know, two were, he's talking about how Laura is really good, you know, good three-point shooter. Her mom was good at basketball too. And then she just quit, you know, Laura just quit and went to get a job or whatever, Growing up, I feel like I've seen that a lot with Native kids where they're good at sports, they're good at basketball, but then they just quit, you know, like Mm -hmm. maybe they didn't have the support, like Laura, didn't Mm -hmm. have the support at home or whatever, you know, to keep practicing. Um, I guess I've seen a lot of good athletes that probably could have played college basketball somewhere, you know, but they just I don't know. They couldn't do the great. They couldn't do the school, or mm-hmm. just had a lot of stuff going on at home where they just couldn't get it done. You know, mm-hmm. and it's sad. It's like, oh man, like they could have gone somewhere. You know, like they were fun to watch. So that was kind of like a real life thing there too, where he's saying like, you were so good. Where'd you, you know, what yeah. happened to you? Where'd you go? You know.
3: Yeah, that's one thing the show's doing a great job of is showing all the life experiences that natives have to endure. Just before they even show up to school mm-hmm. like she's mm-hmm. dealing with suicide she lost her mother to drinking and driving um, she's not going to school actually she's yeah. skipping. working skipping and planning to run away so these are issues that natives have to deal with before they even walk in the door at the school and mm-hmm. how can they focus on learning and getting on the basketball team when they got to deal with those,
2: Real life.
0: those
3: those issues already at such a young age
1: mm-hmm.
0: right and not only that but like at, at that young age, they have, you know, natives have to grow up fast right. because of the lifestyle that they're given. And like she said that, you know, Alora had, even her grandma was new to her, she had said. So like, um, yeah, that's just be- like, it's crazy that that's what it's bringing out, that natives, native kids grow up faster mm-hmm. in society.
1: The other, the flip side of that is. I love how this show is really showing how how we cope, I guess, with all of that tragedy, you know, like there's humor and there's like hanging out with your friends and being around your friends. And then and then it gives you insight into why, you know, friends are so much more important sometimes than school. Mm -hmm. If my friends in crisis, I may skip school because I need to be there for my friend because that's that's my support system. And I love how this is showing, yeah, there's tragedy, but it's also showing the flip side of the things that make us strong and the things that unite us and the things that keep us going. Mm -hmm. So I love that this show can do that, where so many other movies just completely drop the ball when it comes to that part of it.
0: And I wish, that's why, you know, I wish that we were able to get that in the other films, you Mm -hmm. know, that we watched, the, the Native films because I'm sure they would have put some kind of effort into that. You know, show show at least show that like Edge of America where she was pregnant but she still came and supported her teammates. Like I wish we got that what we're getting now. You know, but it's still just it's a great it's a great series.
1: And hopefully it'll have a impact on movies going forward mm-hmm. because you can show the humanity. It's not just the the tragic legacy yeah. of all <laughs> arts tragedy <laughs> porn. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's move on to our next feather, which is our wise elder feather.
3: I went with the it's it's
1: funny because he's
3: not really an elder. It's the the salvage yard guy's. The,
1: yeah, his name? Kenny, Kenny Kenny boy. Kenny boy.
3: <laughs> when he was talking about um, getting payment from from them for fixing his car he said, We do not want riches, we want peace and love. It's a red cloud quote, he said. From Lala Chief.
1: He said, a, a real warrior. Yeah.
2: <laughs> that was my favorite quote. Too. <laughs> that was funny.
3: So, the, the wise old
2: elder quote? Yeah. From
3: a white guy in yeah. the salvage
2: yard. With <laughs> With all his, guy and a white guy in the choker. Yeah. <laughs> With all his native knowledge. He probably has one of those little books where it has a quote from like a native person for each day. A, native quote of the day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Of knowledge <laughs> <laughs> he's, <a bat. laughs> he's channeling red clowns <laughs> yeah i also thought it was funny too when they were her and the coach were sitting there talking and they you know he was saying well, yeah we were all drinking or whatever and they're with uncle brownie he's like yeah you're uh your uncle cousin or your cousin uncle <laughs> <laughs> brownie he sure knew too
1: <laughs> what about um scene 86 any of the scenes that you would take out?
3: I would say probably the scene with the shootout between the coach and the drug dealer, because I feel like it didn't really contribute to the story. It's showing that he's dealing with his own issues, I guess, with his daughter. But I don't know why he had to bring a gun along and yeah, kind shoot, of, shoot at or the other person was shooting her tail out, tail light out. So I kind of t- I think me I could out. take that scene out.
0: Right, and I think it just added more trauma
2: to her. Yeah, if someone was shooting yeah. at me, yeah. i wow. like, where'd you get
0: that gun?
3: Like,
2: <laughs> she, she even said, you had that the whole time? <laughs> I would have been out of there. She was just waiting you for me. You brought it. a
1: gun to a driving test?
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> you ever watch Don't Be a Menace to Society?
1: I don't know if either of you have I watched haven't. it.
3: Uh-uh. Well, there's a, there's a driving test scene in that movie, too, and he brings along a gun, but along the way, he robs a bank.
2: Oh, jeez. <laughs> he drops
3: a bit and jumps back in the car and makes him drive off. Oh <laughs> He's the getaway God. car. <laughs> but he passed his test in that one, too.
2: <laughs> oh, maybe another thing, too. Maybe a different way her parent, You know, her mom maybe could have died a different way rather than, like, drunk driving. I know that's a big problem, too, and... But, I mean... Maybe they could have found a different way. You know what I mean? Like, why does it have to be drunk driving and then they wreck?
0: Well, I mean, it's the same way. Like, mine was, I mean, I kind of was on the fence. Like, um, mine was with the whole suicide thing. Like, it's, why did they have to put that in there? I mean, I know Natives face it. Like, we all face it. Like, there's a part in our lives at one time there was somebody that died from suicide. And it's such, like, a stigma to us. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. even with the whole drunk driving thing. Mm -hmm. like. I just feel like, um, you know, as Natives, we live it. So why do we have to watch it? Like, why do we have to see it also? on, like, we're trying to get away, escape from reality.
2: Yeah, which is kind of why I like Rutherford False because it's kind of like a fantasy. It's not like it's not so deep, you know, with the suicides and the drunk driving and meth heads and all that. So Mm. maybe it
3: was like crazy rich Asians but it was natives.
2: Yeah, can we have that? (laughs) 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 Shakopee natives, can somebody like do like a Shakopee? Somebody work on that.
1: that? Please, (laughs) somebody work on that. We want to see crazy rich Indians,
2: (laughs) (laughs) crazy rich natives.
0: all the turquoise. Yeah. Oh, like, <laughs> Just nice Pendleton.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Their only issues or the problems they're running into won't be like um, suicide or DUIs or
1: dr- drunk driving. It'll be like, which car do I buy next month? <laughs> <laughs> Instead of Serapis in their windows, they have satin star. Clothes. Yeah. <laughs> oh man,
3: those are bougie. <laughs> bedroom door. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> 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 yeah.
0: Nazy bedroom nice. door.
1: I guess the scene that I would have 86 is like where that, that you mentioned earlier Marley about when she kind of fakes cry like she <laughs> like she plays him or something I just I don't know there was something kind of not cool with it <laughs> I felt like <laughs> psyched him out yeah like, don't be revealing the the tricks the native <laughs> girl tricks eh? yeah <laughs> but I did get out of paying a bill one time by doing that so. <laughs> so I'm just saying don't be putting it out there it's like sharing sacred knowledge yeah <laughs> That secret Native <laughs> you don't, women knowledge you don't, right there. You don't show the inside of a sweat. You don't show those tricks. At
3: least we're trying to show cleavage or something. <laughs> 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 that's
1: that's my move. <laughs> All right. So overall, what do you guys think of this episode?
3: I thought it was entertaining. It was had a good mix of humor and dealing with some serious issues. So. Thought it was very well portrayed.
2: I did like this episode, and I, like you said, I did like to see the interactions with the non native characters and stuff. You know, uh, was, uh, speaking of that,
3: too, one thing <coughs> I noted too was that the receptionist, she was, I don't know, if she was a black native, or is that what they refer to them mm-hmm. as? Um, because she acted like she worked for the tribe the way she yeah. was, yeah, the way she <laughs> was. <laughs> right, yep. Critical of Alora. Just said
1: whatever she wanted. (laughs) She looked
2: mean. She she could answer the
1: phone for the (laughs) child. I know. (laughs) (laughs) You better pass this, girl.
2: (laughs) Really, just judging her.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Overall, I thought this was a really good episode. I just, I I like the background of why we got to know Alora. Because she was always just like, She was just there. Mm -hmm. So we finally got to see why she was, you know, how she was. And she was very um, traumatized. Mm -hmm. So, like, um, not only that, but, like, I feel like even bringing, I mean, again, it was my 86. But at the same time, you know, showing that, you know, even though Daniel did kill himself, his friends still went on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And things got better for them. You know, so even that, you know, maybe if Daniel would have stayed, things would have got better. Life mm-hmm. would have got better, and I wish you know somebody would have told him that, or maybe somebody should have said that. And if you're listening out there and you you don't feel good or you know you're have suicidal thoughts, it does get better, you know. So like um I overall it was a great. I like Bill Bar. I like his stand up comedian. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's really funny.
1: I did too, even though even though like I said at the beginning, this wasn't really my favorite episode. But I feel like we finally got to see that Alora was the one that found him. Mm-hmm. Because that always causes more trauma, you know, like there's trauma enough, I think, in knowing that somebody that you love commits suicide, but then to be the one that finds them. Right. And so it really helps you understand Alora a lot more. And just that whole scene where she sees him and then she just trying to, trying to yeah. save him knowing it's too late, you know, it's just like, it helps you feel that trauma and why she wants to leave
0: you sympathize with her because i feel like she like throughout the season she was more like um standoffish almost mm-hmm. you did not really know who she was is she, you know she mm-hmm. was being friends with jackie and you're like is she you know betraying them or what's going on with her character and then finally you get to realize you know this is who she is and this is why she is and it was good like marley said in the beginning when you got to see the whole squad you know walking and hanging out together
3: mm-hmm. i thought that's pretty neat Oh, yeah, including Daniel in that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Willie Jack, her little talking about her story. I know. <laughs> yeah, I got the Bible camp. I <laughs> play Lord of the Rings in the graveyard. It's <laughs> like, I ain't going in there.
1: <laughs> what are your last thoughts?
0: That dinner tables do have clothes on them. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's okay to use your kitchen table for. Clothes. clothes, shame. No one. There's no shame.
3: Yeah, that's how That's how My mom's table always was. Had a sewing machine on it, and okay, always fabric, fabric and, and spools of thread <laughs> and something being beaded. So I was like, never got to eat at the table. Always <laughs> in the living room. I know they always
2: show like families eating at the table, and visiting. But <laughs> <laughs> we just go to the. Straight to the couch. I always
0: laugh at this because Marley made a tweet long time ago. She she was like, um, "Not everyone lives like a nuclear family," <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I got from this episode. <laughs> yeah.
1: So we also wanted to give a couple. Resources for people who are watching this because it is such a heavy episode about suicide. So thank you, Mariah, for pulling up a couple resources. CNAY.org has teen suicide prevention resources. That's the Center for Native American Youth. Native Americans and Alaska Native Suicide Prevention. Go to suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Also resources there and you are not alone network.org is also a link you can go to to find a bunch of resources about suicide prevention and if you have efforts in your local community like for example Bismarck North Dakota who has the Sacred Pipe Resource Center doing <laughs> suicide prevention please get involved it's a it's a major issue in our native communities we want our kids to know that they have hope and there are people out there who can become relatives right. you know mm-hmm. doesn't have to if you don't have your own support system you know the genius of native traditional knowledge is, is we went out and made them right. so mm-hmm. we make our support systems
0: it's no shame in asking
1: for help no shame whatsoever ever in asking for help that's in fact that's our view as native people is that it takes courage and you're a courageous person to ask for help so don't be afraid to do that Well, thank you for joining us, guys, for this episode of Reservation Dogs Recap. Uh, Stay tuned for our final recap of Episode 8 and then Season 2. Yeah, Yay! We're going to do a special episode of The Red Gaze where we are going to give our predictions of what we're going to see in Season 2. And we're also going to do our hopes and dreams of what we'd like to see in season two (laughs) of Reservation Dogs. So stay tuned for that. We'll have that one posted as well. Guys, listen to us wherever you listen to your podcasts.
2: Spotify and Apple Music, iTunes. iHeartRadio, Radio
3: Radio Access 102.5.
2: Uh, hit us up if you have any like suggestions or if you want to be on an episode don't be scared yes
1: we need some guest Mm -hmm. reviewers here on the red gaze connecting bucky get on the (laughs) the pod like a big indian (laughs) alright till next time guys bye bye
0: Flutes and feathers, eagles cry. No more saviors, no more lies. Waiting for better days. We'll be here with our
1: reggae. Hey oh hey ya, hey oh Here, here.